This is Subconscious Mind Mastery. Thomas and Majana back with you. And we're going to talk movies today. Movies and television. Well, so this will address everybody. Everybody has an interest. I was going to say, if you watch TV or go to the movies, probably catching about over 100% of you. <laughs> Except for one. Except the guy sitting right here. The guy at the head of the band here is like... I haven't done that for a long time. And what's interesting is I used to produce television and not, I didn't do movies so much, but I did work with um, Chuck Norris on Walker, Texas Ranger, which was done in the Dallas area back in the nineties. And I worked on that for a couple of seasons doing the offline editing here in Dallas and uh, worked with Chuck directly. And really my biggest experience was with Leonard Katzman. And if you guys are into this arena, you know the name Leonard Katzman, even though he's been long gone. He was he was Mr. CBS television in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And he was the guy that produced the Dallas TV show. So the guy who wrote the script about who shot JR, do you remember how big that was back in the late 80s? Huge. Everything about it was huge. The whole world stopped when that when that show came on. When I walked in and shook hands with him for the first time, that was a, a high point in that career. Was that was your high point, but it wasn't necessarily high consciousness. Oh, no. No, not at all. And that's a perfect segue to what we're going to talk about here, because I was contacted by Nicole Wenzel. Now, Nicole grew up in Texas, but as a young lady, she knew that she wanted to be in the film and television movie business. So she got herself to L.A., got a degree in film production. She's been in several movies. She's produced a couple herself and acted as well. So she's got the total package going on. And her focus now is all about consciousness in the cinema. Oh, she's amazing. To have that knowingness as a child of what your purpose is and pursue it and have the support. And she is right on target. So we're going to talk to her today, but I wanted to ask you, Majana, first, just your opinion on this, because you still have a teenager who, you know, watched some TV and, the, you know, of course, the guy, I mean, everybody does. I just don't. I'm kind of the oddball out on this. But what is your perspective on consciousness and what we see, what kids see and what we should allow ourselves to see? I think it's very, very important. Even when you're children are very young, I've always been an advocate for you don't let them sit in front of that TV or even have the TV or radio on when they're asleep, unless it's positive programming because those alpha waves and theta waves, everything is just right soaking it up. So I think it's very important. And my concern now, I've said this forever since video games have become a thing, is the graphic violence desensitizes. It doesn't, I'm not saying it makes people go out and become shooters, but it desensitizes you to what is out there. Well, what we put into our consciousness through the screens is incredibly important. So let's talk to an expert on this and let's meet Nicole Wenzel. Nicole, welcome to Subconscious Mind Mastery. It is great having you on a topic that I've been looking forward to. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. When did your interest in film begin? Oh my gosh, it started so young. I was like such a film nerd from such a young age. And so I grew up, (laughs) yeah, I grew up in this like small town in Texas. And so there wasn't always like a lot to do. So on weekends, you know, I always would just like go to Blockbuster and just get a ton of movies and kind of hole up. Like I was very much like 
one of those children who loved being like in their own kind of inner world. Um, so that's definitely like where it started. Very young age, I would like be watching like, you know, French new wave films when I was like, like 10. <laughs> and like my friends would call me to hang out. Like, don't you want to come out this weekend and play? And I'd be like, no, I'm watching like French cinema right now. I'm sorry. I'm oh, so wow. busy. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> yeah. So it like was a very, very young age. And then, um, I ended up going to film school and, um, pursuing like writing, directing. I also act, but I had, a, I ran into an old friend who was like my childhood best friend. And she was like, yeah, when you were little, you used to tell everyone that you wanted to be a director. I was like, I don't even remember that. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We got to pick a couple of things apart before we go any further. <laughs> okay. Good. So what small town in Texas did you grow up in? Um, I grew up in a place called Katy, Texas. Oh, it's sure. Like right. Yeah, it's right near Houston. Yeah, we're we're in the Dallas area, and there's nothing to do here either. That's right. <laughs> nothing we're terribly interested in anyway. It's like, golly. <laughs> uh, and then what sign are you astrologically? I am a Pisces. Okay, I thought so. I was thinking, <laughs> uh, ding, 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 Thomas gets <laughs> <knew> one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like, that sounded very Pisces and very watery. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. I follow, like I check all the boxes for Pisces. People always know. Well, <laughs> and you're in the right field for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Totally right up the game with, with Pisces. All right. Mm -hmm. So your company is about conscious cinema. And yeah. I think that was what really caught my attention here is because conscious capitalism is now a movement that's building. Mm -hmm. Conscious awareness is building with everybody. And mm -hmm. then you come up with this being right in the middle of consciousness in a field that can be very conscious oriented and very not conscious oriented. So I yes. just thought maybe we would start with what your definition of conscious cinema is. Sure. I would love to. Yeah. So this is like my passion, my heart. Um, so to me, it really means films that do more than just entertain. So I think entertainment is so important and, and to really engage people. If you want, you know, if you want to make a film about an issue, you know, it has to be entertaining. You have to um, give people that value, but I think you can also tap into deeper meaning or social issues. And we're seeing that start to happen more and more. Um, and now that we have some like very mainstream, like narrative films, um, that are social impact films where we're able to actually start to measure the results that that has um, on certain social issues and on creating change in the world. So it's really an exciting space. And for me, I look at like social impact, but then I also am very passionate about creating spiritual films and films that kind of help people understand more about the subconscious mind and things like that as well. Did Star Wars come out in the 80s or was that the late 70s? Mid-70s even. I want to say 70s. Mid-70s, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like you were saying, that point of it has to be entertaining, and yet you can introduce values. I mean, nobody mm -hmm. believed in the force back then. Like <laughs> what well, was now, the force? You know? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah, So absolutely. here was a brilliant way to introduce something that was – today is mainstream, right? If Yoda came along today, he'd just be another new ager. But back then, that was a really big deal. Totally. And I still think like people don't always make that connection. You know what I mean? That like 
when, um, you know, that, that one line that's like, let go Luke, like use the force Luke. It's like, oh my God, that's life. Isn't it? Like offering to something bigger, you know? Yeah. Those guys were, were totally ahead of their time on that for sure. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Okay. Here's a question I wanted to ask. So movie watching and television watching is to me a passive activity that, uh, that basically, you know, we check our mind at the door when we go in, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. we're going to check out and we're going to be entertained. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need that downtime, right? We need a break. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not, not all bad, not all bad at all. We need rest. We need a break. And like you said, if you can Mm -hmm. fold entertainment, good entertainment into that, uh, then certainly Mm -hmm. that's, that's great. Mm -hmm. But when we go unconscious like that, Mm -hmm. You know, we lose that element of conscious processing. Mm -hmm. So we become just a total receiver, not a more active participant. And we don't filter that reception very well. Mm, Yeah, exactly. And so this is kind of what I wanted to talk about, because I think that there are ways that we can become more empowered um, about the situations we put ourselves in, in terms of like watching something or committing to watching something and receiving that where we can, um, we can become more empowered about those choices. And I think a a big one for me is, um, you know, before you go to see a movie to really ask yourself, like who is making it? Because I think that that's something most people don't really think of. Like you might know the actor in it, you know, that might like draw you to go see a film. But I think it's so important to to really understand that who is making your films matters. Because to me, as someone who like is passionate about, yeah, like meditation or mastering your subconscious, which I know your audience is as well. It's like, you know, that's a huge amount of trust to like just you know, let someone kind of put you in a dark room and kind of give you their version of the truth, essentially. Um, and we know how powerful it is because, you know, the subconscious speaks in like emotions and, and visions, right? And that's like what you get with film. So I think that that's a really important thing is like, you know, first of all, understanding who is making your films. And when you look at like a lot of what, what mainstream film has been in like the 90s and early 2000s, and you look at who was producing those films and who was directing them um, and writing them, you know, it's, it's a little off, offsetting. You know, it's, it's very um, sad to kind of think of like, that was like my childhood, essentially. Most of them are unemployed these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and, you know, and so there is a like, huge movement to change it. And that's what like, I'm so excited to be a part of. But I think as a, you know, as someone going to just go watch films, I think that you can start to vote too for the types of films you want to see by, by where you're spending your money. And if you do just a little bit of research, you know, there are certain places that are putting out content that I think is like wonderful to like watch and receive. And there are certain people putting out stuff I wouldn't you know, want to be in that situation with. So I think, I think just- you're right that especially, well, I think most people decide whether they're going to see a movie based on who produced it, who directed it, and most importantly, who's starring in it. And Mm -hmm. and what their friends say. So the social talk up is important too. Sure, sure. So there's such such a spectrum of topics, right? We can have really high energy topics with high energy people like The Secret or Mm -hmm. What the Bleep Do We Know? And those Mm -hmm. can, you know, you don't really zone out when you're watching those or you don't get anything from them. So they're very engaging. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we can go the opposite direction and have really low energy and dark <laughs> topics and, you know, so forth. And yet those are big sellers. 
For some reason, yeah. people are really drawn to that. So do you think that can be addressed? Can we hit some of those dark topics and have positive outcomes? I absolutely think so. I think that it's, it's you know, what the topic is and also like how the topic is being treated, you know, because sometimes it's just like very sensational in a way that to me isn't really productive for anyone. I think it's tapping into that kind of dark part of humanity where you're like almost like schadenfreude or like you, you know, it's like that, this kind of, um, oh, I'm doing better than this person, you know, like I think so much of media is that. And I think that um, the more that, that the people watching films become aware and like I said, like make those choices, we can start to support organizations that are putting out to me content that can, can, you know, it can go to dark places. I mean, it's like art is about addressing the full spectrum of the human experience. It's not just, you know, happy face sticker or positive energy all the time. I think it's like addressing full, you know, range of human emotion. But I think that, um, that, you know, we can do it in a way that, that is also productive. And I think that especially like when we're talking about, especially any, any content that's attached to like an impact campaign or, or if you're, you know, a conscious capitalist company and you're making like visual, like um, film content as like a marketing material, I think that the more that we can kind of go to dark places and like help to evoke empathy, you know, um, then that kind of can actually inspire people to take action. How is this, you just mentioned, you know, a conscious capitalism interested company. How is this applying also to the, to the modern forms of distribution like Facebook videos, YouTube videos, et cetera? How is this starting to show up there as well? Yeah, I, I think definitely people start to, you know, I, I sometimes like direct video ads and things like that for conscious brands. And I think that people are really starting to understand just how powerful video is for, for getting people to understand like what your mission is, what your brand is, and how that's connected to a higher purpose. And um, you can do so much more in video than you can just in an image. So like when I've um, worked on certain ads and you see like the conversion rates for like images versus videos, it's like so always so significantly higher for, for video. And especially when you can really engage people on an emotional level to start to care about whatever you're passionate about um, as like a social entrepreneur, essentially. So you mentioned doing research to kind of filter the market is filtering a lot of these people who we're just not tolerating in those positions anymore. Mm -hmm. But, it, but so many are unknown, you know, and I'm, then I'm thinking about if you go to the various film festivals, you know, if you go to Sundance or something like that, you're mm -hmm. exposed to every kind of energy that's out there. How do you do the research? How do you do the filtering? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's amazing how much Google will teach you about, you know, people. I think, you know, there's like one director in particular who just is known as not being a good person. There's a whole documentary about it called An Open Secret. And if people want to do research on that, they can Google it. But, um, you know, this person is still directing blockbuster films, you know, is nominated for an Oscar, you know, this guy's film this past year. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's just a little bit of, of research. I mean, so just before you see something, you know, basic Google search. I also, um, I, I do like a monthly list of curated content that I put out as well. Um, but I think, you know, just a little bit of research can go a long way. And tell people how to get on that list, by the way. Yeah. And um, so if you just go to my website, ConsciousCinemaCO.com, you can just sign up and then they send it out once a month. Okay, give us that one more time, and I will also put it in the show notes. 
Okay, awesome. It's ConsciousCinemaCO.com. All right, great. Nicole, let's say someone has a really creative idea and they would love to produce a movie. And, you know, it's so much more possible today because of low budgets and cheaper equipment and so forth. What advice would you give to people and where would they get started? Yeah, um, I guess it depends on what type of project you want to do. So would you say this would be more for documentaries? Uh, whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever. I mean, it's like. That's a, that's a good question because, you know, back when I was in the business, uh, we carried $100,000 cameras on our shoulders and edit bays were half a million just to even walk in the door and they were $200, $300 an hour. And today all of that stuff can be done literally in your backpack. And a lot of people have creative ideas, and there are so many creative videos on on YouTube and social media, Vimeo and Facebook. So mm-hmm. if somebody has that idea that they would like to put their self-expression out, you know, be it a documentary or be it a little mini feature or something that they think, hey, maybe we could be the next secret or mm-hmm. uh, that we could get on at Sundance because this is such an emotional topic or whatever it is. You know, you've been to cinema school. I mean, you're doing it right. You've moved to Los Angeles. You're in the thick of this. Mm-hmm. If somebody's in North Carolina or Kansas or whatever, what would you tell them if they're not in the middle of the, the fray and yet one click of a mouse and you're posted to the whole world? Yeah, I, I would say definitely that we're in a different landscape now where you don't have to be in LA necessarily. You know, I, I find it valuable um, just because of like my network out here, but you really don't need it. And I would say, um, let's say you want to make a documentary and you have a concept and you're so passionate about it. I would start to just take little baby steps to start to bring it to life. So one thing that you can do um, is just create like a short little um, sizzle or like a short little kind of mood reel, basically just like a, a small piece of video. Um, even if you're not able to fund like actually shooting new stuff, you might have some archival stuff that you can work with um, just to start to kind of create that little short piece that shows people, okay, here's what the basic concept is. Here's what the basic story is and that you know how to tell a story visually. Um, And then what you can do is you can start to work with a fiscal sponsor. So these are people who are these amazing funding organizations, these incredible nonprofits that will actually um, sponsor your film. So it can have 501c3, um, well, it will be under their 501c3 umbrella as a nonprofit. So then you're able to accept tax deductible donations Um, So the nonprofit will filter that. So then you can set up a website and have people contribute to your project in a way where they can actually then go write that off on their taxes. So you can fund, even if you don't do like a Kickstarter, you can, um, there's a limited period of time, you can actually set up a system where people can just um, give you donations at any time. And it is so different than it used to be. And like you said, it's driving every message today. And so you're involved in conscious capitalism as well. Yes, they're so working with brands in that space as well. So how is this showing up in company messaging? Yeah, I think, you know, so far I've really worked with um, with brands that kind of it's baked into the business model that they're like a conscious brand and that they care about impact and things like that. But I think also, you know, there's um, like cause marketing campaigns that bigger companies are starting to like tap into because they realize like, how powerful it is and um, that consumers do really care about the impact, you know? Um, Absolutely. 
but it's, I think people are really starting to understand just how powerful video can be, not just for profit, but also for purpose. So besides, let's think of a company using video. So they have a booth at a trade show. They've got a video playing, right? There might be messaging that they play into particular targeted areas where people gather, like a restaurant or a waiting room of a doctor's office or something like that. Then there's social media. How are companies starting to use this in a positive way? Yeah, I think um, what I've seen the most personally is on social media. So really using Facebook platforms, Instagram, and starting to integrate more and more video in those places. That's what I've seen the most. You know, for quite a few years now, like PBS, and, and there's been some commercials, some advertising that directly talk and encourage parents to talk to their kids about sex, drugs, you know, the things parents aren't often comfortable with. But do Mm -hmm. you see that the conscious movement is entering other parts of advertising? I I definitely think so. I mean, I think, I think we're just in such a new space right now. It's like we have ads on like online streaming platforms, right? And we have, we saw television ads and radio ads and things like that. Um, I, I think that because it's such a new movement where I see it most is kind of the new media space or the internet space. But I think, um, I think definitely. And I think especially with like me, me too, and all, you know, this movement of people just becoming a, more and more aware of, you know, it, within the film industry itself, I think that um, it's, it's definitely starting, you know, and, and we're seeing shifts happen on mainstream television as well. I love that you are young and so impacted by this at childhood, you have found your groove. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> there yeah. is no doubt. And you are going to have decades of impact on this culture. And I'm just, I've got chills going up and down my spine thinking of that. Thank you so much. It's like so kind of you to say, I'm so passionate and fired up. So <laughs> now it truly is. And I hope people give us your website one more time. Sure. It's ConsciousCinemaCO.com. And there's a place right on the homepage where they can subscribe to your list of conscious content. And I love that. Keep the message going, Nicole. This is just great. Thank you 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 so much. Yeah. Thanks for the time. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, too. Wow. Isn't her energy amazing? Oh, love her. Yeah, she's great. Okay. Here's her website again. It's ConsciousCinemaCO.com. And her name again is Nicole Wenzel, W-E-N-S-E-L. Look her up online and subscribe to her list of conscious content. May this bless you as you choose what you are going to allow your eyes to see. And your subconscious to soak up. Enjoy the journey. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.